My grandfather, Robert Jebediah Freeman, after a lifetime of odd adventures and strange mishaps, decided to spend his last days in the warm embrace of suburbia. So he moved to his perfect house and his perfect neighborhood, but he was still searching for his perfect woman. For what reason? I have no idea. Welcome back to episode three of the Boondocks podcast. Um, here again, Tiara, MJ, and Lindsay to break down <laughs> guest hosts coming to dinner. Um, in this episode, um, this is the IMDb synopsis, guys. Huey and Riley team up to convince Granddad that his new girlfriend is actually a prostitute who is after his money. We also say sex worker now, guys. Yes. Um, but... My synopsis goes, hey, do you remember that song by Project Pat, Don't Save Her? Basically, you watch uh, the boys try and prevent Granddad from falling into a thirst trap. Yeah. Oh, my God. From the outset, from the outset, this is all about Granddad being different than the white people in the grocery store. And then the little cute girl who's like, I like shopping in the rich grocery stores because, you know, I'm hoping to catch a man. And, you know, she thinks she does. And I just, I just fucking love the whole thing. It's great. I have <laughs> to tell you all that I kept hearing in the back of my head or what kept playing was there's some hoes in this house. <laughs> yes. hoes in this house. That's all. That's all. Mm-hmm. Like they should remake it with like WAP, like just in the background. Oh, It'd yeah. be fantastic. Um, <laughs> I legit was going to make a shirt that said porn star for tonight. I was going to, but I ran out of time. And shorts that said she merch because how... Do you not know Ooh. what is being thrown in front of you when her shirt says porn star and her shirt right? says How How oh. is he going to claim at the end of this episode that he didn't know that she was a sex worker when she literally at the beginning was like, so after I've just lip- licked this whipped cream <laughs> off my hand, you know, to make you think I'm going to suck your dick, you want to yes. have a date? Like yes. that's, come on. You're not that naive, and, granddad. And then the wad of dollar bills. Like, right? okay. <laughs> At that point, it was kind of like, was she a stripper? Is she just a regular hoe? Like, I, I think she, I think she moonlighted, you know, um, maybe it's both. Hey, I, do girl, do you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now I'll take the counter stance though, oh. as a girl who grew up as a Catholic school girl and I didn't really mess with boys until I was 21, but I always had what? gigantic boobs. Um, oh yeah. I always well, dressed kind of risque. How did you have big boobs? You were a Catholic and school girl. Of course you did. Girl. That's just such a trope. <laughs> yeah. I have been called uh, all kinds of hoes, uh, mistaken for it. Even these days, people think like I married, like my husband's my sugar daddy, all that. Mm-hmm. So, look, and if you want to say just your prerogative, she, right? But hey, exactly. <laughs> Some of us just present, I suppose, like hoes, but you present that not. you're well worth it. That's what it is. They're like, she <laughs> looks like she would charge 35 to 5,000 for, you know, a weekend. Ain't nothing wrong with that. You know, but 
I agree. Better I than mean, them saying you, like, they could take you to the swamp meet on a date. Like, it's better than <laughs> So, you know, in my opinion, I don't know. <laughs> for the cheddar biscuits. <laughs> the cheddar, cheddar biscuits are fire, though. Fire. Fire. <laughs> I'd rather make them now, though. Bread lobster's fallen off. Have you guys been there, like, in the last five no, years or so? I can't remember, though. I think the, the kids were kids, like, because they're not anymore, which is weird. Uh, I think the kids were kids the last time I went there. Yeah, don't do it. Yeah, no. He, our lovely producer cannot remember a time when we went there either. Really? Although I do remember endless shrimp and him loving the cheddar biscuits, oh, so I know sometime man. in our relationship we have gone to Red Lo- Red Lobster when they would be like <laughs> lobster, lobster fettuccine and endless shrimp. It was like, man, you went on a Saturday, Oof. you were preparing to wait in your car at least out here for a good forty five minutes to half an hour. Yeah. I mean, there, I, I, I have. <laughs> you guys did not know me before. I lost a lot of weight, but I lost a lot of weight. But I got there honestly by pasta and oh. butter. So any, any of oh. that kind of <laughs> and so bread. Don't let anybody tell you any bullshit about leave that alone. Mm. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's it's. I don't know. I I personally would rather be fat and happy than skinny and miserable. Um, but and that's just hungry. me. Although I have to admit, when I uh, got down to my high school weight, it freaked me out so much that like I'm much more comfortable with another like 15 on that. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Well, in high school, we were so bad. Like I look back and I remember, you know, going like, oh, my God, I have a pooch. I didn't have anything near a pooch. You want a pooch now after three kids? Yes, we can. We can. We can talk. But yeah, I just remember being so hard on myself. Yeah. You right, know, so just then, like the movie Clueless, all, um, one girl starts to complain about something, the others, you know, the other girls all join in. Oh, yeah. And yeah, yeah. It's I think uh, one of the reasons I think that I'm like, you do what you do, girl, with this with this lovely sex worker is I think if I was 20 years old and had a body like that, you goddamn willing I'm going to use it. It You know, that's good money. Well, and you like, better speak the truth. Mm, I mean, mm. <laughs> <Fight> me. <laughs> I'm I am envious of of. um people who embrace all of the imperfections and have only fans and make good money doing that shit. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm maybe one day, you know, but Girl, I look, haven't, I'm not there yet. Right now. I bet you, you can probably oh. get on right now. Mm. Record you guys right now. Just what you're doing. Get up, <laughs> do one or two twerks. And then all of a sudden your book, you're going to blow the hell up. Like there's so I'd have to wear a better fitting bra. I'm like, not really. <laughs> Uh, look, there's probably a section on OnlyFans that's like for bras that are 74 years old that you just wear because they're comfortable, socks, and like a robe. And that's what they want to see. So, hey, there's a market for a lot, which uh, is why yeah, yeah, that industry has never seen a recession. Let's be honest. like Right? I, even, even with like... Um, what was it? Pornhub, even with them basically making everything free during the My pandemic, they were still making favorite. like hand over money. fist making money. I was upset because we paid. So I was like, so dude, does that mean that I, you guys are going to you know, like, forgive my premium payment? No, no, girl. We didn't get no backup. They didn't go here. You have all these credits. Nope. They still took our money out every month. <laughs> well, everybody's like, I'm watching Pornhub for free. It's great. And I'm like, well, damn it. Yeah. So, but <laughs> yeah, it doesn't seem fair at all. <laughs> it doesn't. Pornhub is genius. I don't care who says that it's not. You, I mean, I need to ha- as long as have a conversation. the stuff that is uploaded is c- fully consented by right. everybody yes. and involved in the video and everybody is of legal age. And Facts. yeah, absolutely. Factual, I, because I I've do definitely know there are some, some, yeah, 
Yeah, I've turned to some crazy. And I'm like, what ID did you look at? Because mm-hmm. that is a child. Um, yeah, and then I feel like, you know, Russia or the FBI is watching me, so I turn it off very quickly. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, dude. I don't need Chris Hansen jumping into my... <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, we haven't gotten to the Chris Chris Hansen episode either. I know. Oh, that's going to be a good one because all the updates of him now, it's like, Mm -hmm. you should have been one of your, you know, your guests, if you want to call it that, on your show. Because he ended up being really creepster. Right. Imagine all the the predators he caught in prison. Like, oh, (laughs) (laughs) they're hot right now. They watch. They were like, this motherfucker. (laughs) Seriously. That was a, that, that was some good TV. Wow, the shit that we watched and like what has taken over, you know, our society. You know what we've really been into. Um, pretty crazy, yeah. you know. But hey, so, and we, jumping uh, into that, this is another one of those things. Yeah, I was gonna say we should uh, we should get back to Captain Save Me. Yeah. <laughs> you guys Save just didn't join the conversation between Favorite. us. This, you just didn't <laughs> <that> episode. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, so I I uh, I think that one of the almost kind of paradoxical parts of this episode was how in the beginning she just she wants she wants a sugar daddy that that is obvious mm-hmm. she's like this mm-hmm. this man wants to take me out and feed me red lobster and he lives in a nice house in a nice neighborhood yes. I have struck it rich I am yes. never leaving and yes. then when like the reality set in she was like. I can't go to college. Yeah. I can't do a, a job. job. Yeah. Get a real exactly. job. But do you know, I actually didn't think that she was really looking for a sh- I think granddad was just being oblivious on purpose, obviously. Because if you watch it again, when he takes all her bags out to the parking lot, after like he doesn't go away, she turns around and goes, do you want a date? Right, Which, yeah. Or a sex worker uh, meets. Right. Uh, do you want to pay? Yeah, yeah. And he's yeah. like, I have a coupon for Red Lobster. <laughs> she's just kind of like, okay. Oh, but okay. yeah, but when they're at oh Red Lobster, God. she when she accidentally started talking about doggy bags and tea bags. Oh, yeah, um, she's okay. like, but I'm on a can actual we, date. Can... Like she was saying, I'm yes. on a date with this man. Like so this, yeah, this could be possible. something. So I think uh, at first okay. she was like, you know, I'm I'm gonna book him for an hour or whatever right and then she was like well maybe i can take advantage of this this guy really seems to like me and just doesn't seem to care or understand she peeped game she she was like okay this is what i can do yeah um and i you know i'm gonna go ahead and i'm gonna work as hard as i can to keep it you mm-hmm. know she um, almost said as much to, to riley like, there is stuff that i can do i am never leaving unless i want to because there's stuff i can do to make your granddad yes, listen to yeah, me oh, and not girl, you my Ooh. thing is, I, I know it's not real, but I was like, ew. Right? <laughs> like, old, saggy, wrinkly, gray, covered ball. Oh, God, that's so gross. That's I so mean, gross. oh, I'm, I'm going to be old and wrinkly someday, and I hope somebody finds me attractive, but I did True, not want but, that image in my head. <laughs> but somebody else that's just as old as wrinkly and gray as me, like, right. you know, match up together. Not a 20-year-old. <laughs> look there might be some 20 year olds i'll throw you a couple bucks like you know i don't know I don't, so exactly. i just have to say this ladies when we watched my husband was like what the hell is a doggy bag and i was like i, I don't know he's like is that like from the back or what and i was like that's not a thing mm. i just asked on <laughs> google when you mentioned it yep urban dictionary mm-hmm. pulls it right up and it refers directly to the boondocks <laughs> and <That's awesome. laughs> it is the anal variation of the infamous teabag there you go. In case anybody was wondering. 
Interesting well, way, you know. way to phrase it. The, like the way that we found was that it's um, spreading the cheeks in order mm-hmm. to insert the balls. Oh, <laughs> wow. That, that, whoa. Right. That was that was what we found. And, oh, and I literally okay. was like, <laughs> so I no. scroll down once more yeah. and it says when you it says when you open up the vagina and then put in only your balls and let it close up. <laughs> Wow. Okay, I'm so boring, you guys. That I, I, no, right? Yeah, like, and I not thought I was kink, just but, um, certified freak of the seven days a week. Right, <laughs> right. I'll be. I try really hard not to kink shame, but that's not my bag. Oh, that is yeah. not. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, and there's another one where you bring home an ugly girl. <laughs> so you can only do a doggy style. Urban uh, Dictionary. Thank fuck. you. Thank you. You oh, know. Yeah. <laughs> We aren't old at all. We get it. Um, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's it, I, girl. I have I learned a lot, lot of, of new um, language as an elementary school teacher, and that scares the crap out of yeah. me. <laughs> yeah, I bet. I bet. But you know, some of it's I am ridiculous. But in the some process of, of becoming a sex educator and consultant, so I think mm. I should know. Yeah. What I, I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be talking to couples going, maybe you guys should try a doggy bag. I don't know. Maybe that'll work for you. Um, totally joking. I probably wouldn't. <laughs> you never know. Yeah, you, right? They, you, know. you never know. If they say that they like it, I may. Hey, I don't know. I may be like, no, I was, I'm so going to say something bad. Okay, so let's go. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not that episode, guys. It's not that one. But yes, no, I I um I like what you guys said. I like what you said that it seemed that she became, he became endearing to her in a way, you yeah. know, over time, which allowed her to kind of live in her little fantasy that she was going to be able to leave that world. And, you know, as she kept saying, be saved. Yep. I loved how she kept saying that. Some, I want be. someone to save me from yes. work. Yeah. From my yes, she kept, work. <laughs> they should have played E40. That would have been great if they paid E40 Captain Sabaho at that time. Mm. That would have been Great. Maybe two on the net. Well, I mean, she literally referred to her dream as Captain Save a Me. And yeah. it's like, <laughs> how do you, Grandpa, come on. <laughs> and yeah. Yeah. He just, he didn't want to see it. But Riley, you know, Riley got game. Riley realizes the game already, recognizes the game. He, I, I wouldn't want him to be my child, but maybe like my nephew. He'd be <laughs> hilarious. Speak so honestly. But yeah. I think, Lindsay, didn't you have a clip about Granddad's game? Uh, I think that was one of the clips we suggested to talk about this app. So, yeah, let's definitely. Granddad, have you asked yourself why a 20-year-old girl would want to go out with a man your age? Because I laid my game down quite flat. (laughs) I know the game. Your granddaddy knows the game. Game recognized game, granddad. I recognize game. Your granddaddy recognized game. Game recognized game, and you looking kind of unfamiliar right now. I, I can't. Where's granddad? Can I help you, sir? <laughs> that is the best part of the whole episode. Why is such a little shit? You look kind of unfamiliar right now. I'm so going to use that. I am yes. so. Going to use that. I think it should be a t-shirt. I think mm. we might need to put on a t-shirt. I feel like it's one of the most iconic moments of um 
Boondocks, game recognized game, right. and also real recognized real later yes, on, right? Yes. Um, for sure. But I think this just all goes back to what we've kind of already been talking about, which is granddad knows what he is doing. He does know what's up. Just like most people, in mm-hmm. my opinion, in these situationships, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. they know what's going on. Like when we get more towards the end of the episode, it's just kind of like seeing it really makes him. I mean, even that he's kind of like, no. Yeah. But really seeing it made him be like, fine, I guess I can't deny it anymore. Yeah, but still have on the hope. But yeah, we'll definitely talk about that, talk about that. But um, I did notice that when we first watched the episode, we were in college, um, right after college, and we were kicking it hard. And we're, let's just say, very lifted. (laughs) But I remember watching that episode and immediately going, that's a Friday reference. Mm. Because I knew, I didn't know that Regina King did both um, uh, Huey and Riley. I thought she just did Riley. So mm-hmm. I immediately was like, oh, how dope is that? She was in that movie, blah, 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 blah. So when I went to research it to send it to our awesome producer, um, that's what came up is that that's actually trivia. Like, do you know what that pays homage to? So nice. yeah, that pays a little homage to that scene where she's like, what you know about game? Like, I got all the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, no, I never got that. That's awesome. Yeah. I would have loved if he would have been like, you know, I don't whip, I don't get whipped. You whip that pussy. That. <laughs> By the way, <laughs> speaking of Regina King, we should totally shout out the fact that she won an Emmy last <gasps> night for Watchmen, which Queen. is probably one of the most incredible shows that has come out in the last couple of years. I um, love it. Love her. That's Brenda from 227. Right. Go girl. Yes. <laughs> yes. Thrilled about that. Um, it's her second one, correct? It yeah, second? it's her second Emmy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Do you remember? What so kudos, one? all the roses to you, girl. Snaps. That is awesome. There was a lot of uh, black excellence last night at the Emmys. It was Zendaya's outfits. Like, oh, back again girl. to wishing that I was twenty. That like being able to wear something like that Ooh. is the only reason I would want to be twenty <laughs> again. First of all, to have her style at twenty, right? I would never want anybody oh to God. dig up what the hell I was wearing at twenty. Oof. And thought I was looking ripped uh, jeans and stained t-shirts because oh I lived God. in Seattle, <laughs> and that's what we wore. I can clearly remember. Remember when jellies came back out, but they made them in like platform form. Uh-huh. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, had them in all colors. Um, <laughs> cowboy hats. Yeah, warm with pleather. That, um, it's not. It's not. We don't. We don't need to. Yeah. Let's just say, I don't want anybody to ever dig up my shit. I will never look like Zendaya ever. She is, I I love that she's from Oakland. I love that she's from a multicultural family. Mm -hmm. I love that her family has taught her what it is to be a Black woman, even though you are multicultural in today's world. I can sit up and watch Casey Undercover like it is a drama, knowing that it is a kid's show on Disney Channel. I can sit (laughs) up and watch it and laugh my ass off. Um, I will admit Euphoria was a little real, too, probably too real and too close for home, being that hubby's a high school teacher mm-hmm. and that my kids are so close um, and probably reminded me a little of, you know, two years ago for me. I'm just going to say, maybe. I said, um, the last five minutes of Euphoria, like I wasn't triggered, but that is the closest thing. This is probably telling you all too much about me. The last five minutes is the closest thing to my upbringing I have ever seen on TV, ever. I just couldn't even look away. I was just like, wow, wow really? You're doing it? Like, <laughs> that's awesome. She did that so well. Like, just to see her come from playing, what, Mary Jane, right? Uh-huh. She played inside, yeah. To see her coming from that, and like I said, Casey undercover, and everybody knowing that she just, you know, just just great 
uh, humanitarian um, and just very, I don't like to use the word woke, but pretty much a very woke, um, inspirational young woman. She's way smarter than I was then and even now. Oh, man, but 20 um, year olds in general right now are I, way smarter right? than we ever were. Well, her and um, like Yashira from um, from uh, Blackish, the oldest daughter who has okay. her own show now. Her as well. Like you got, I mean, girl, like if I could hook my son up, <laughs> her, like I would have him hooked up. But yeah, no, um, very well deserved. I, I have to say at first I was a little bummed because I know it was so many black nominees. And then when I heard the first thing that I watched only named three of them. So I was like, what? Oh, we're doing this again. This is what we're doing. But then I watched something else that said we won nine out of the 18, which okay. is, which is great. Yeah. 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 So pretty pretty damn good um you know that's such a difference from award shows in general i've never really been super into because i don't really understand that level of spending for one night i guess Mm -hmm. and so Mm -hmm. like when i was a kid it was like oh those are some pretty dresses and yay i liked that movie or whatever but it it really never resonated with me like it did with a lot of people that i knew um But when I look at the list of uh, nominees and winners last night, the only thing I can think of is that the Oscars is so completely opposite. Like the Emmys has so many cultures represented in all of the things Mm -hmm. that in Mm -hmm. the Oscars might have a token black director or like Mm -hmm. maybe they'll have, you know, two black women and uh, they'll be the only (laughs) black, you know, people who were nominated yes, at all yeah so and let's be honest are they i, I hate to say this but are they really seen as black actresses mm. those ones that they have there or are they a-listers so therefore they kind of get a pass a halle berry uh you know some let yeah. you know that's usually who it is taraji p henson has come up in the last few years mm-hmm. um which the role of cookie i'm like you guys would think you would not make her big off of that role like that is right. just she, the, you know she what i'm was saying big upward trajectory for years though it's not true, just very uh, true. not just that but like yeah like hidden figures and like oh very much let me yeah i don't want to uh discount her talent or anything that she's done but i feel like i feel like she became more pop culture stream yeah. when she was whenever you know everybody's watching empire you know mm-hmm. that was the thing which is a show i can't stand uh I'm we, go, a fan uh, we could do a whole episode on that, that is <laughs> ever. but um yeah no i i totally agree with you you know when the oscars so white came around came around it was like are they doing it because they really recognize their talent Mm -hmm. or because they want to calm that narrative and i think it's become a lot more not equal but a little more even ground at least with the oscars you know um it it looks like they're making a bit of an effort a bit yeah 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 (laughs) i will say i would much rather if somebody gave me tickets i'd much rather go to emmys because they get drunk Mm. they're sitting right there Mm -hmm. but yeah much rather go there than than Oscars. That's true, but I don't want to yeah. sit in in an aisle in a fancy, uncomfortable dress and just watch people walk up and down. But uh, I could absolutely sit at a table with Meryl Streep and like oh. do shots. Like, oh, my gosh! <laughs> and it's always them. Those are the tables that are getting like the most right. crunk. And that, yes, <laughs> right. Like I would have to. He would have to remind me. Don't ask them any annoying like fan questions. Right. I would have to just literally act like they're. You know, but I would definitely, you know, 
Barbara Streisand. How was it with Funny Girl? Like I would literally just go back, you know, <laughs> there's, there's some questions you have to ask, but yeah. Yeah. So, um, but so Lindsay, I am, I'm curious, <laughs> um, without you having to share too much of your, your business, cause we don't put our business out in the street. Oh, oh um, I do. <laughs> I so kind of do too. Check yeah. it out guys. <laughs> right. Right. Um, what did you think about, cause I know I very briefly had the idea of, because of Crystal's appearance, you know, hmm. she was very, she's fair skinned. She had the blonde hair. She obviously had longer hair, possibly a weaver wig or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, I know for me, and I don't know, T, if that's something you that you identified with or that you ever felt uh, consternation your, about. Mm-hmm. You is know, the um, question I, like, is she, do you think she's light skinned black girl or is she. And is there an issue like, you know, I guess we have to be serious in some part of this. Well, episode, I mean, there, no. there are a couple um, of things. There's no, another thing no. I want to bring up, but yeah. Yeah. Do we think that that is a, was a lot uh, a broader message coming from Aaron, from the, from the creator? Like, look how she is. Video Vixen type girl, I guess is where I'm trying to get to. Like, did you guys pick up on that same thing as well? Like she fit this mold I, of. I did notice that granddad was uncomfortable when he was watching uh, the music video with the black women's butts, but then when it was this light skinned woman's mm-hmm. butt, he was oh 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 oh. Parked up. So yeah. it it could very well be whether I mean she uh, who was it Huey referred to her as Mariah Carey, mm-hmm. so it could very well be that she was just a very light skinned yeah. black woman, but yeah. she could also be white. Yeah. She's white yeah. passing either way. Yeah. Yeah, and I could see that because I think that if you really deep dig deep, deep into it, the pimp name slipped back and like how she was able to be manipulated so easy. We know that let's not bullshit. We know that overall there's a a a, a wide belief that white women are much more submissive and easier mm-hmm. to kind of play games, you know, mind tricks on. Mm-hmm. So um I'm almost certain my dad played into that fantasy in the seventies. Yeah. Oh shit, especially in the seventies. <laughs> <laughs> and thus I became. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Hey, here I am. No, <laughs> but no, I, it's but, true. You look at black exploitation movies. You look at mm-hmm. uh, what's his name, Slim, the the pimp that wrote the book that like oh, most rappers oh. like I read, and it's like a iceberg slim. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, iceberg slim. I mean, he basically wrote like the pimp's handbook, mm-hmm. and it was just his experience, and he was. Brutally honest, and you know, kind of was able to tell the differences about having, you know, white workers um, and and black workers, and how you had to speak to them differently, and how it was a different kind of mind game. Um, so yeah, I was just wondering if you guys picked up that. And Lindsay, why I ask you specifically is just because you grew up in an area where, you know, you were with you and I can relate because we were with people that were mm-hmm. white, you know, and we had to kind of yeah. assimilate. So we know how black women overall can be sexualized and over-sexualized. So, yeah, absolutely. But I think, and just to go right back to what you guys were saying, I feel like even more than her passing is, you know, for a light-skinned woman or being white or her being, you know, black, she was ho-passing. Yes. Like, it is, even regardless of your race and how I said at the start, I have been called, like, had it inferred to me in very professional settings over and over again, things about my sexuality. I remember giving a presentation at one of my jobs once and one of my girlfriends, this is a friend, said to me, 
ooh, you look like a teacher, but from a porn. And I was oh. like, girl, what? This is a porn. Thank you. What were you saying? This is like executives. And we're, but like, but what, what did I do? I wear these gray contacts. I wear, like we're in pandemic, so your girl's natural, but I wear these big, huge weaves, you know? It's like whole gear. I wear short shorts and Tim's. Like it's, so it's kind of like, Host signaling, I guess. I don't believe that, but I say, like, you know, just how she looked, like these tropes, the short shorts, the mm-hmm. porn star shirt, your boobs partially hanging out. Listen, some of us just like to dress that well, way. Work it if you have some of us first. would love to dress that way, but but people who make clothes don't like boobs this size. If they're real. I'll, I should okay, say I, that. I, I could, I'm going to send you something you definitely mm. get now. <laughs> It's just how you rock it. You you know, you oh, might see a little areola. I could you send you some pictures boob, too. I don't know. <laughs> you almost made Dean spell on the computer. That was fantastic. Yes, he's like, anime nosebleed. Um, all of a sudden, I have your address. My, your address is right now in my phone. Like, <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I know that some of the, the, you know, the the adult stars that I prefer are much curvier, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, they look like they, they definitely sit down and enjoy some, some food. They don't, they don't push away yeah. from the table, but I think that's a, that's a representation of who a true, like who women are. Um, and that's, we know yeah. that adult movies born, it's directed towards men. So what is that saying overall? Like we may put this whole ideal out here that skinny, big boobs, da 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 is great, but then there wouldn't be so many, you know, there wouldn't be a BBW, there wouldn't be a curvy, there mm-hmm. wouldn't be a paw, but there, you know, there wouldn't be all these things if that wasn't, was attractive. So girl, Yandy, you can find anything on Yandy. You work it out. I think a big part of exactly what you're saying though, is that like, look at how the porn industry was controlled back in the day mm-hmm. versus how it is now where like most of the internet, people can create Good on their nice. own, produce on their own. So like now people can celebrate more of what they actually want versus the whole narrative that was sold to them. You right. Know? And that all that all really kind of started changing when women started directing and producing mm-hmm. uh, porn, you know, when um, like actually some of my my uh, like, I don't know what the fuck you would call it. Uh, people that I look up to. um are they started out in life as sex workers? Uh, mm-hmm. You know, some of my favorite people to just watch lecture, uh, like Tristan Taramino. Okay. Um, if you know who she is, she was an actress and then a director, and now she's a sex educator as her job. And I've seen her uh, speak multiple times, and she's just so much fun, and I love her. Was she in <laughs> Life After Porn? That documentary. Um, I don't know three, that one. Uh, there's a there's still on Netflix. One of the longest things I've ever had mm-hmm. on Netflix. There's three um there's three episodes of it, and they pretty much go from like they cover from the beginning to now, and then they go back and they talk about women in porn, and they talk about that that shift, and they talk about how it used to be, you know, when it was very Jenna Jameson, and that's when I oh, kind of yeah. first start watching it, where everybody was glamorous and beautiful. It's because women got involved. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a much older woman. I, I no shade to her, but she had to be one hundred and ninety-four years old. <laughs> yeah, sorry, um, I decided to look it up when you were talking. About yeah, no, like, no. I yeah. remember that one. And I remember her. I remember her. Yeah, <laughs> she was like the main one who started the movement towards like I'm gonna direct. Like I, we're gonna stop 
making it from this perspective. Women like it too. Tara so, Patrick. Yeah, oh, even Tara, Tara yes. Patrick. Yes. That yes, will yes, always be in my head. I'm getting the, chills. Whatever that, we'll that was it Adam yes. and Eve or something. The, yeah. 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 Or <sighs> Jenna Jameson, because she was a big one until, you know, the drugs until, Oh my God. Jenna Ooh, Jameson fuck. was awesome until the drugs got her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I do want to just say how you were saying, Tiara, like the women we look up to, many of them started in sex work. Mm -hmm. I don't know about you guys, but one of my biggest idols is the first lady. (laughs) Fucking around. I was like, you're right. Yeah, she was was an Epstein girl, wasn't she? Shots. That's Mm. right. She was a straight, well, allegedly. So let's not get sued. Oh, no, 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 no. They They met at an Epstein party. He didn't. And she, he didn't have just like normal women there. Right. Lindsay, if you get a knock on the door in a few minutes and it's Secret Service, right. I got you, girl. I <laughs> got you. Every, every time I hear sirens out here in these suburbs, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's time. <laughs> I used to they, make they that joke a lot. Yeah. Yep. No, but I finally figured it out. <laughs> I remember hearing that. Did you see the picture that came out about um, uh, Bill and Hillary at oh, an yeah. Epstein party and they're giving yep. like this, like, yep. like, what? Oh, yeah. Pretty much every politician probably has a skeleton tied to Epstein somewhere along the lines. That man they, had his fingers in the free. Look, that's why he, uh, unfortunately, he's I mean, no longer with us. Right? I'm not a conspiracy like, theorist, but that man was murdered in prison. <laughs> okay? They were like, where is where is all your records? Right? Mm-hmm. Where Who are, did you tell? You know, Yes, they're digging up that man's island, you know, the grotto <laughs> that they knew yeah. about that you like took. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that is crazy. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> okay. But then, yet, you know, those of us that may be like alternative lifestyles, we're so sinners. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and that's exactly why I bring up Melania Trump, because like, listen, oh, I go to work in a suit. I'm a hoe, mm-hmm. you know, or I just go to work to work. I'm a hoe. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, these are my yeah. real experiences. Melania Trump, no disrespect, you were, if not a sex worker, a borderline sex worker. And she's the she's bringing class back to the White mm. House, you guys. Yep, that's but, verbatim what my mother-in-law would say. She yeah. absolutely thinks Melania is one of the most gorgeous women she's ever seen. What? Oh, that's fire. Because I'm sorry. She looks like she's had a lot of work. She look, look. All, all she I can like, say is that she's got a really sweet deal with that man because we all know like you can see her like smacking his hand away when he tries just to like, hold her hand just, and shit. Not the deal. Like, just, just, right <laughs> the deal is that i stay married to you not that i actually like you or look like i like you <laughs> and hope quota is full this month i, I only right? see you right i only see you when we have to go out together and that we when we yep. got off the plane i was like don't touch me and then you tried anyway like they so sleep on the forest wings of the White House, if she even really stays in that White House with him, you know? Uh, um, yeah, we're not dumb, guys. They think, yeah. unfortunately, they think we all are, but we we know better. That girl, Stormy Daniels came out and told the truth. There is no way that you were having sex with that man on any day that ends with why. I don't, I don't believe it. I don't. But yes, this all rolls back into this episode. Right? And back, yeah. yeah. Right? Actually, it, it does kind of, There, there is one one serious part that I kind of want to bring up. Um, and that's Riley's point of view on women in general. And actually, it's one of Lindsay's clips, but kind of I, before we play it, I, I wanted to just say that his point of view is date rape. I paid for yeah. your dinner, therefore mm. you're a hoe. Like, that's essentially yeah, yeah. the bottom line. Like, I took you to this party 
uh, you got to put out or I'm going to like leave you here when I go or like that shit happens all the time to women. And we're just kind of indoctrinated into it. So when I see it on that, it was like, okay, wait, I want to talk about it. Well, this is happening now. So you talk about Trey Song's. Have you guys heard about the issue with him and how there's women coming out and saying that he would basically hold them hostage, um, take their phones, would hold their purses over like the, you know, the edge of the balcony that's, you know, 40 stories up and uh, just pretty much hold them hostage and then urinate on them and, um, and black, yeah, and, and blackmail them in a way. So yeah, like that, it, it plays into today, you know, that's. Are we going to let, let's hear the clip before we talk more? Well, I don't see what the big deal is with hoes anyway. Riley, all women are not hoes. We're talking 20, 25 percent tops. Oh, that wasn't the one I thought you were going to play, but that's OK. Um, but like he goes on to say, but if I take her out to dinner, you know, I'm spending the money on her. And well, no, it, that doesn't work that way because you're giving the money to the restaurant. Well, why don't I just give it to her and she can feed her? <laughs> <herself?" laughs> and it's like, that's that whole thing just stinks of a lot of dates I went on, <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, no. like, you know, yeah. in my in my 20s, you know, when back then, when long before the Me Too movement there. I mean, almost every woman I know has at least one story of sleeping with somebody just because mm-hmm. basically they didn't think that they had any other choice. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, or they felt they owed Or they felt person. they owed the person. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. So, um, no, you're 1000% right. We were watching something about the 80s. You know, we I like to watch decade stuff and we're talking about TV and I was like, how toxic was the message in the 80s mm-hmm. about relationships and women. Some of my favorite movies, it's like, whoa. Like, what yeah. it's saying, you know, what women would do. Fast Times at Ridgemont High, one of my favorite movies. Yeah. But there's so many things in there that it's like, you would go to, you know, yeah. um, Dallas, you know, all Knott's Landing, just all those things. It was just very toxic, but it was the norm. Yep. And the fact that it took, 25 years later almost 30 for things to be you know for some you know for something to happen where it was like a switch all of a sudden you know um well and then it sucks that it took so long like these are not that it's not something that just started happening you know that's not something mm-hmm. that 15 years ago was new or in the 80s was new or in mm-hmm. the 50s was new mm-hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. this is how women have always been treated. And suddenly there are so many men who who think that not that women not being treated that way means that, you know, there's something wrong with this picture and, you know, the woman's crazy or whatever. And Um, that takes away from their masculinity. Oh, absolutely. Of course. Because somehow a woman's autonomy takes away from there <laughs> you know? mm-hmm, 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 and, and that's sad because that's a that's just something that they've been adopted with as well yep so it's yep. it's uh it is very sad it's sad um we see the shift to coming and happening yeah um, definitely and it has to do with how you raise your your children i have three boys myself i don't want them to be dependent on a woman i don't want them to go to college and not know how to wash a sheet or how to make a cup of noodle, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's my duty 
to just as my husband has his duty to raise young men and teach them and things, it's my duty to make sure that they're independent so that when they go to college and they get with somebody, they're not dependent upon them and then end up in a bad situation or end up mistreating or whatever can happen. So, But also as a parent, it's your job, especially with men, young men. And we've we've had this conversation a couple of times with uh, my stepson, who's 17, you know, you have to basically teach them how to treat a woman and what's okay and what's not okay because society is going to tell them something completely different. Mm -hmm. Movies Mm -hmm. are going to tell them that, you know, oh, she got drunk, I can feel her up and it's funny. Or, you know, I can call her a cunt and it won't matter because my friends are laughing. No, I'm going to teach you. And like we've, like I said, we've had this conversation a couple of times with Evan. Like, you do not have the right to anything to do with that other person whether it's sexually or physically or mm-hmm. emotionally like you are not entitled to anything from that mm-hmm. other person mm-hmm. ever no matter what it is that you do they do not owe you anything yeah and yeah. that's not something that we were taught growing up but we have to teach our kids so amen yeah so I, how does he listen to does he listen to rap does he listen mm-hmm. to okay so I, look, I'm, I love trap. I sing Migos. I've been like Carla, hey, go, going and saying it. And, <laughs> you know, um, but I know the difference. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I know the difference. I know that, you know, even though they're getting a divorce, I know that Offset never probably called Cardi B, you know, that bitch over there or whatever he said, he may say in a, in a song. Mm-hmm. My son's 23 now and he never really liked like mainstream music. Like he, you know, so I was able to kind of know that he was okay. Don't know what he was saying when he was at school and with his friends, but overall he's a you know respectful young man. How do you guys handle that? Is that something that has been a concern? Do you say like no, don't listen to WAP because you can't like you know what I'm saying like is that is that something that you feel plays into um an, is an obstacle um for uh, you? Well, I mean, I can speak as a stepmother. I can't speak as his mother or yeah, yeah. you know biological anything, but. I can tell you on a few times when I've heard questionable things, I will confront him and say, why do you think it's okay to say something like that? And usually it would be like a decade ago using the word gay as a slur. Well, yeah, what's yeah. wrong with that? Why Why would being gay be a bad thing? And like having that conversation with him mm-hmm. to have him turn around, you know, a years later and basically say the exact same thing to his friend who was using it as a slur. So mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm, I'm confrontational when it comes to that kind of stuff because I want it known how I feel when it's something that I think is really important. Most of the time I'm like, you know, you know that that's not, not appropriate. You like, he still doesn't swear in front of us. You know, he's, he's very, he's a, he's a good kid. Um, and his friends are silly, but they're good kids. Yeah. And the music that they listen to, I think for Evan, it's the culture and the friends that he has and you know because it's it like when he's here we don't hear him listening to music he's playing video games or or Uh whatever but you know he'll listen to whatever his friends are listening to yeah yeah but he's also yeah he's he's also you know very open about so this thing happened and it bothered me and i want to talk about it and so he will bring up stuff too when he's awesome. confused or or questioning. Yeah. Am I missing anything in that? Yeah. So I think we've we were really lucky. He doesn't listen to as 
bad, I guess, <laughs> as mm-hmm, toxic mm-hmm. a music as it could be. Yeah. At least I don't hear it. Um, yeah. And I'm pretty sure that his his mother would not allow it in her place because she considers herself a feminist. So, um, yeah, yeah. I said it that way on purpose. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I picked up what you was putting down. I got you now. Yeah. I mean, no. I'll, I don't have children, but I'll hop in on this. Like, listen, I was a ask, big yeah. part of just me being me is that I like to say things the way they are, even if that disturbs people. So, like, I even wrote in the show notes to this, like, it trips, even though none of us have any issue with sex work or anything like that, it just trips me out how so many people do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, I'm working these corporate jobs for all these years, and I'm looking at all of these people like, hey, this is a different form of sex work or prostitution. We're just not doing it for sex. You are compromising yourself. You're compromising your morals. You're giving up all kinds of shit to just get out here and do what a CEO named Slickback wants you to do. Right? So you are selling your body, whether it's on your back or on your butt. Yes. Yes. yes your soul, you know, like your soul, your morals, time mm-hmm. with your kids. You're giving mm-hmm. up all kinds of stuff yeah. out here chasing mm-hmm. money. Probably your so health you cool because it. you're stressed out all the time and not sleeping very well, maybe not eating very well. And people exactly. in physical jobs don't even get me started on that. Oh, and, let and me, I, let's not let's I use not these terms and joke. I joke about weird. So I call my sisters hoes. Hey ho, yeah, yeah. And, you know, yes, among your yes. friends is different though. Yes, they know I'm joking, and you know all this kind of stuff. Those bitches over there. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. Yes. it's all about even how you're talking about with your son and stuff, like. And I mean, I know for a lot of people, this is where the line gets fine. But I think even in how you questioning him and having these conversations with them, there is very much a big thing with intent and how you speak Mm -hmm, to people mm -hmm. and how you engage Mm -hmm, with people. And mm -hmm. that intent is more transparent, I think, than a lot of people uh, want to admit. You can still like you could I could hop on the podcast and Dean could say, hey, ho. And I'd be like, what? (laughs) You know, and (laughs) totally know you're joking. But I just feel like, you know, whatever, which people have a right to do. But I feel like if you teach a person to kind of be tuned in, thoughtful in what they're saying mm-hmm. and what they're doing, mm-hmm. you're good. You're good. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I agree with that 1000%. It's, um, it's very funny because we've always been very honest and open with our boys. I don't listen to kids pop. I'm not a kid. Ugh. I'm not listening to that garbage version of Uptown Funk. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> they did, doing they, it. They, I, I need to find the name of it, but they've done some questionable ones that they've turned into Kids Bop I, lately. And I just, I don't. I think they should have a Kids Bop contest for WAP. I'm so ready. <laughs> that would be, oh my. Could you imagine ready. a bunch of kids? Oh God, that would be great. <laughs> Great. You know, they always have routines and like videos. Why? They still have videos of kids bop. I don't know. That yeah. universe, please hear that. Cardi. That, that just Meg. put it out there. Right? <laughs> put it out there. But no, I mean, we've always listened to what we listen to. You know not to say what they're saying. And my boys, as you can tell, like their mother, they talk a lot. So if they have <laughs> questions, they ask. You know, so um, my son, I love Migos. Um, there's a song we listen to called Kelly Price. If you don't know it, please do yourself a favor and download it. But in it, he says, she go eat this Molly like it's rice, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Hey, we're going, we're driving. And my son goes, so is Molly a drug? And if so, why should we eat it like rice? Because I don't like rice, but I don't know, is Molly <laughs> different? Does it taste good? Like, what is it? And we're like, and we're just, my husband and I were like holding each other's hands like, parent moment okay so we just <laughs> where to start. You know, yeah so uh-huh. we just said what do you think why would you think it's a drug we just we want to break it down because i know that my parents said don't 
And I did because there was nothing else that came with that. Don't, Mm -hmm. you know, so Mm -hmm. I feel that it's, I mean, it's imperative. I love the YouTube um, parent react videos. That is awesome. That is a great way to bridge, you know, parents to what, music kids are listening to because i'm sorry y'all it's in the garbage the soundcloud rappers and like everybody's name is like mumbo jumbo rainbow star and you're like he's fire <laughs> what like what? little Just, rain boots right like oh my god like we we had like special ed we had heavy d you know and oh, like heavy d even at our worst times you know uh, tone loke uh, tone loke oh. you know second to none <laughs> you know just <laughs> so much better than what the hell you guys like put in the name generator on Google and then you go with it. Wait, wait, we had Biz Marquis though. Biz Marquis, fire. I've met him twice. He's amazing, but but the name is very similar to Lil Pump or whatever the fuck I'm happy I got to lift him again through Yo Gabba Gabba, which I don't know if you guys (laughs) know, kids show. We just talking about that this weekend. I said, that slapped. I've never walked around my house cleaning or being in a store singing a kid song. Like, just (laughs) Natalie. Yeah. Yeah. Like, don't bite your friends. And I'm walking around (laughs) up to say, like, (laughs) oh my God. That was fire. But this marquee was great. We paid way too much to take our child to go when he was two. And it was mainly because we wanted to see DJ Lance Rock and Biz Marquee. But yeah, we have that. Bad boys, even you know. But oh yeah, it, yeah, you know. <laughs> um, but the same way that I allow my kids to kind of just listen to what we listen to now, I introduced them to uh, Last Dragon, you know, um, Curtis Blow. Although they're like, "What kind of rap is this?" He's just basically saying a one or two or three and a four, an A, B, C, and a D. And I'm like, "Well, that was rap, son. <laughs> welcome, <laughs> welcome to beginning rap." Um, yeah, but. I feel that's what our kids are a little more, um, they have better critical thinking skills. I think that's why they're more accepting because, you know, we're doing some, we're doing something right, parents. Schools, yeah, schools and parents really have changed so dramatically just since, again, since we were kids. Yeah. Um, Because our generation grew up going, this is fucked and my parents made me miserable and my teachers made me miserable and now I'm a parent and and a teacher and I want to change that. Mm -hmm. So, I, I, yeah, it's it's definitely, that critical thinking is, is, I think, one of the most important things that our generation was not taught to do in school Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. not necessarily taught by our parents unless you know they themselves were critical thinkers which yes. wasn't really a boomer thing mm-hmm. <laughs> to be fair <clears throat> you did um, what i said you don't think about anything exactly. that's, that's yes. what we were taught yeah do what i say not as i do yeah. um yeah. don't you talk back to me don't mm-hmm. basically don't stand up for your rights or i will take any right you have away oh you know, I'm watching this world. Sometime. I can take you out. Oh, yes. right. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, yes. Well, I'm not going to explain that to you because like I can remember my right. mom many times. Don't repeat this. <laughs> yes. Don't go to school and talk about this. Yes. Like, it stays here. So, <laughs> yes. You never quite knew why, you know, yep. um, but then they always wondered when they were having their like record and, you know, E&J and nights where they were like staying up playing records and being all loud while we were like hanging out in the hallway listening because that's what we really heard. What the hell you guys were talking mm-hmm. about, you know? Um, mm. but yeah, no, that's, um, that I, I just love that we were able to have that connection between all of us and, you know, go from one thing to 17 other topics and, oh, yeah. 
And I'm really glad that this episode is so light so we can actually jump from topic to to topic without feeling like we aren't talking about something really important. Like yeah. we get to talk about the bullshit this time. We get to talk about the the silliness and oh, can we can we talk for a minute about about Granddad and how he absolutely refused to see? Like what was it? Um, who's do 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 do? MJ had a clip that she had picked out. Yeah. Um, that I think was great. You boys don't know Crystal like I do. She's a wonderful woman. She's in my heart. She's in my soul. I just want to be her everything. Why Why can't he, he see any fault in her? He, because he meant that. He was wide mm. open. Well, who sang that, babe? That was a rapper back in the day who sang the song called Wide Open. <laughs> um, rapping Forte? I don't know. Yeah, but anyway, wide open. I, I sound like my mom now because she used to go, her, he her wanted, nose is wide open for him. Mm, but that's... <laughs> he wanted to, to be in love so much that he yeah. ignored anything that would make it not work. Yeah. Maybe. And we were trying to tally up how much he had spent at that point. Oh, God. Just by the little, you know, the little <sighs> montage of taking her shopping. And when he when she finally gave it up, because when he said we have relations last night, we were like, you're about sixty five hundred dollars in. I hope she gave you sixty five hundred dollars worth <laughs> in one night. I hope that was you the know? night of your life. Granted, right. Like, I hope she had Viagra before we knew about Viagra and helped him out. But he ignored. But that. I feel like even. Like, if we really think about how the episode wrapped up, it wasn't a deal breaker. I mean, Granddad was still up waiting for her. Yeah. I mean, till the credits rolled. So, hey. Do you think he knew that the pictures weren't photoshopped? But because yeah. he said that and he just like, they're fo- like, that was easy. The easiest as soon as she, yes, him. exactly. As soon as she yeah. gave him a, a reason, he was like, yeah, see, you guys are lying. Why yeah. would you do yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah. And she's crying. I was like, I, I, I was like, I know this is a cartoon, bitch. You shut up. You are hella faking. Like I was all, <laughs> in, all involved. Like it was real deal. But yeah. Um, now I'm, I'm curious at the beginning. Were those not her kids in the grocery store or he was just helping another lady? He was helping another woman. Another That's lady. what I thought. Okay. Yeah. yeah okay. Spank yeah. her child. But, <laughs> okay. Yeah. But at the end though, like, what do you think that it was right up until the moment that she saw her, her, that her pimp showed up? Do you think it was right up to that moment she was ready to like face that dream? Or do you think like the whole time, like in the back of her mind, she knew it wasn't going to happen? I think she was okay with running. I think that she thought she was in the suburbs enough and that she could just kind of hide out and just ride the wave as long as she could until reality hit her in her face. Like, I, th- you know, I think she was just like, I'm, I'm dedicated until then. Um, you know, cause she wouldn't ran. She wouldn't get under the table. Yeah. She could easily, she could easily be like, I'll be out in a second or I'll be back in a second when outside got in the car and just and left. Yeah. So I, you know, I hate to say it, but come on, probably a little bit of daddy issues if we're really going to act like it's like delve deep into it. So I think that was part of it as well. It was that comfort. It was that security. It was something that she never had before. And the possibility that I, I can smooth these kids over as long as I keep doing what I need to do with the old gray, hairy, you know, <laughs> balls and tennis. Um, but yeah. And maybe I'm being reading too much into it here. I think... It's not a viewpoint I necessarily agree with. I, like I said, I, hey, if you're a sex worker, you're self-made, you're an entrepreneur in my mm-hmm. mind, I mean, mm-hmm. go for it, get it. As long as you're, you're doing it by choice yes. and will, and that's what you want to do. 
But I think they were trying to play on this notion, which I actually used to have in college. I used to always say like, there's nothing wrong with sleeping around. Ho is a mentality. Yeah, that's some shit I used to say, like that a ho was a person, which we basically see represented in this episode. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And like, this is a ho lifestyle they, they like. It it's something she wants to do. Yeah. So granddad never kicked her out. Granddad never said, you can't stay here if you're a ho. That was never yeah. said. Just a pimp named Slickback showed up. Oh, and oh, then right. Who are you? My name is a pimp named Slickback. And I believe I may have misplaced some merchandise at this residence. There she is. Bitch, I hope you got the money to cover this little vacation you've been taking. Now hold up, Slickback. No, that's a pimp named Slickback. That's what I said, Slickback. No, no, it's a pimp named Slickback. Like a tribe called Quest. You say the whole thing. A pimp named Slickback. Uh, can we call you Slickback for short? No, nigga, I'm a pimp named Slickback. Crystal, who is this person? Nigga, are you deaf? I'm a pimp named Slickback. Say it with me now. <laughs> Shout the fuck out to Cat Williams uh, playing mean, himself. Dude, that is some good stuff right there. Yes. It's just no, like a tribe called tribe Quest. Quest. <laughs> that, I, babe, that's your Halloween costume. We're bringing that back. Right there. Oh my god, that would be amazing. I, I, yeah, I had a friend who did that for a pimp and hoe party of quite a few years ago now. That but is the great. purple suit and hat and everything. I mean, and you know, as our fantastic producer pointed out in a conversation we had earlier, completely based off of his character on Friday. Mm. Um, and when I rewatched this episode, I was like, wait, that's the first, that's the exact outfit that he had on when you see him the first time. And he's like, pick down. When, in, and in it's the always Friday a purple suit in, in this yeah. episode because it's obviously over multiple days he like, is in the background in a couple, and he's always in the purple suit. When yes. in the, the purple suit comes in, does she hide? Uh, yes, no. she may. <laughs> <laughs> Can she run exceptionally fast in heels? <laughs> so funny. So, I mean, all the, and she even said, I don't know how he didn't know. Like, right? I, all the signs were <laughs> She's there. She's almost you know? laughing. Right. Like, how did you not know? I mean, it was obvious. <laughs> right? Like, it is what it is. And back to Lindsay's point of, you know, sex workers and women mm -hmm. empowerment. She claimed who she was. You know, when yeah. Huey told her, you're a lazy hoe, she was like, I could see that. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like to consider myself somewhere between, what was it, um, anatomical salesman, salesperson, <laughs> and high maintenance girlfriend. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Hey. Really? Facts. That, yeah. Facts. We all twist the words and names of our jobs on our resume to move up. Mm -hmm. Do what you look. I sugar babies. There are. I mean, there are shows on HBO about God. escorts. Mm -hmm. There are. It, it. Let's not pretend we don't know that it is a thing. OnlyFans has proven that. There oh, are some people right? that I was like, you have sex. That all of a sudden in the six months they are blowing up on OnlyFans, and I'm like, wait, you what? I thought maybe you just like had your baby like, you know, by the old, like the <laughs> just you just manifested it. I don't know. You actually are sexual, but people have been able to come out, which I think is one of the awesome things about this year and about people having to come up with other things to do mm -hmm. and maybe pursue things that they've always wanted to do, but too mm -hmm. scared. And this year maybe told people, fuck it, 2020 is shitty anyway. Why not? Let yeah, me go for you. it. And I think that the multiple news stories about 
things like teacher gets caught with OnlyFans. I'm like, well, then pay your fucking teachers enough money that they don't have to make extra money online. And there's no problem. We need applause put into that right after that. So (laughs) every time I see that, I'm like, I I make a lot of money as what am I? I'm a third year teacher of elementary anyway. I make a lot of money compared to compared to people all over the country. Um, it's shit for Seattle. Like it, it's below um, it. If I was single, I would be below the poverty line in Seattle making wow. a teacher's salary. Um, wow. But I also my, my assistant had to go back home to Maryland uh, during the pandemic and was talking to friends about maybe, you know, finishing school and getting a job over there. And they're like, yeah, and make. 20 bucks an hour uh, with a master's degree. That's a wow. great idea. And he's like, Shit, go work I make that, you know, without a degree at all in Seattle. So that's crazy. And how much do you spend? Because I know, you know, oh, my classroom. Was, <laughs> I don't want to admit just that one things. My husband, one year we were up at 11 o'clock trying to find a Walmart that was open that had uh, protractors. Oh, yeah. And multiple nights. He went and bought <laughs> Fuck. Uh, probably $100 worth of protractors. Um, you know, I, there's just been things, you know, that he I, definitely puts his money into. So the students that I work with, like between donations from donors choose my friends and then out of my own pocket, I probably spent about six thousand dollars this summer wow. to get ready for online learning um, every online. year. Wow. Yeah. Every year I easily spend a couple thousand dollars on feeding my students because they don't have extra stuff. So mm-hmm. I give them food as motivators. Mm-hmm. So yep. like yep. I actually just went through today and remembered to cancel all of my Amazon subscriptions because I'm not in person with them. So I don't need fruit mm-hmm. snacks and fruit leather and popcorn yeah. and blah, 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 blah. Um, but yeah, I... You're right, especially in elementary school. I always, at the beginning of the school year, I, you know, they send the list and I go yeah. to... Uh, Oh my gosh, I can't remember the name of the store. Not the Costco, but it's the other one. Um, Save Mart. No. Fight. Smart and Final. There you go. Boom, boom, boom. Whew, sometimes marijuana. Um, <laughs> so Smart and Final. And uh, I always buy just a bunch of stuff. And I give it to the teacher and I go, if you don't need it now, just save it. Because there's always kids. Right. Yes. You, they have to have that 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 brain power. They have to have a little snack, a gummy or whatever mm-hmm. table to get through. Um and it's amazing to me how many people like, uh, you know, I'll see parents at school. And I'm like, oh, that's that's a brand new car. It looks like you're paying about six hundred dollars a month. But yet your baby has flooding pants on and I know that they're hungry every day. Mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah, it, it's it's kind of sad or those that just can't afford it. So let me not. That's you know, yeah, to, that's more likely the the kids that I'm working with. Yeah, I, yeah. Although, I don't want to. Well, no, it's just I, I get I end up working with a lot of kids who are in like foster care. Or, mm-hmm, you know, their mm-hmm. parents might be contentious mm-hmm. and so they don't mm-hmm. have real stability in where, yeah. they're, spe- where they're, you know, a lot of kids who either are currently experiencing homelessness or have in the past. So there's a lot of, um, uh, I can't think of the word, but it's it's like f- getting extra food is really exciting and it's yeah. almost better than any other prize that I could give them because yeah. what yeah. they have at home is fine. And is absolutely nutritious and probably completely covers everything that they absolutely need. 
but they don't really have the space for anything that they might want. Like exactly. talkies yeah. is a huge thing in Ooh, my group. Usually. Don't they love some talkies? <sighs> what um, does talkies put like, on those damn chips? Right? Crack? <laughs> <laughs> or like Seriously. chicken nuggets. I can bribe my entire class by telling them that I will buy chicken nuggets for everybody if you can get like X amount of, of mm-hmm. you know, behaviors points that are in the positive column. And like it works every time. <laughs> yeah. And it, it's such a small thing to do. Um, mm-hmm. Hubby with his advisory class. It's funny how I'd say I'll cook for you guys if you guys are able to do this them asking for pot roast or spaghetti oh, or you know or let's have like uh can you make stuff for tacos and you know just a little things i was like really like you know but it became so rewarding for me um because i was like wow it takes me all of 25 minutes to make some banging spaghetti but you guys are acting like i'm giving you a golden ticket yeah so yeah so i could I, I definitely understand that i yeah it's uh yeah. I, so on the subject I, of spending money, I, I can go back <laughs> to school to do it, but I like to yeah. teach through him. So, uh, but yes, I love that. Um, you know, this was a, a a very humorous episode. Yeah. Um, and a way for you know for it to display that we're human and that we can't forget. You know, that as you get older, people may lose their partners or. Mm-hmm. They're not in an environment to meet other people their age, or maybe they don't want to mess with people their age. Uh, What does lonely look like when you're elderly? Like, yeah, what is has that ever really been a subject of television or movie? I mean, there's been a few movies of like, you know, the the two people in their 60s meet by accident and it's kismet Mm -hmm. or whatever. Mm -hmm, But like mm -hmm. in real life, it's it's really hard. I know my dad doesn't get out very much and when he does leave his retirement home, it, even before the pandemic, it was basically the VA, the grocery store, maybe the library. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he Same met routine. people at church. Uh, yeah. But yeah. And now whoever lives in his building is pretty much the only people that he's around. Um, so I don't know. Like my mom doesn't date. She's she has her own place and is mobile, a lot more mobile than my dad is. But she doesn't date anymore because she's just like, I'd rather enjoy my time than worry about, you know, falling in love or, you know, having somebody like granddad's kind of the opposite there where he's like, I desperately want somebody and I'm going to ignore all of these red flags uh, (laughs) that uh, people are pointing out to me um, in order to hopefully have the happily ever after that I've been so wanting. So, yeah. It's funny, you know, I, but it's also kind of it, sad. It is. And it's based, I, I love human psychology. So it's like, yeah, me too. You, you know what it is, is that at that age, they're so, they are who they are. Mm-hmm. They are going to be who they're going to be. They want to date who they want to date. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's kind of to their own detriment that, and it's unfortunately that that's a, um, I don't want to say a side effect, but something about being older, you become so resolute in who you are and accustomed to doing those things that you just don't see change and probably needed to. And I'm not saying this is for anybody, but like, if you've been through four marriages, maybe you need to look at the common denominator and figure out if you can make those changes. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think that number was that. No, I'm, I'm wife number three, not four. <laughs> <laughs> so you're good. That, see, that had nothing to do with you. I said four. I said four. So, <laughs> you see, you're also much younger. You're not, you're not, you know, you're not a boomer. You're not somebody True. that can talk about the disco and, yeah, and everything else. We are both Gen X, even though we're 10 and change years apart. 
but technically like, we are both Gen X. Yeah, it's so confusing. They just call us whatever the hell they want to call us. Like <laughs> it's it changes. But um, yeah, you know, my mother is single. My father's remarried. I always think like one day, like y'all need to just look at each other and be like, let's go, because you guys were together for so long. But um, I pray that she finds somebody. But I also want to tell my mom, this is what you need to change. Mm-hmm. This is what you need to say. This is what you don't need to say. Like, but you know, who's gonna take that from their daughter? You know, yeah. she's gonna keep doing what she what she's doing. So. But um, I think it was a, a very endearing way. Like you saw the boys and how they could be understanding and kind at the end of this episode, mm-hmm. you know, to grandpa and maybe she'll come back tomorrow, you know, when they could have easily been so little shits sweet. and been like, told you so. You yeah, know, so. exactly. It was like a really it humanized granddad to, to mm-hmm. Huey. Like he saw him as not just this old, you know, old man that he's been ragging on and taking care of him. And, you know, he finally sees him as this human who's sad and lonely and just wants yeah. somebody to love him. Yeah. And wants to create that family. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's a, uh, you know, I, I got a little, not too much, not too much but it yeah. was like, Oh, that made you think, you know, it took away from the laughter because after a pimp named slick back, right. you just, there's no way that you could refocus, but they did it very well, you know, and bringing that back together. So excellent episode. On on that note, I think uh, I think we can wrap up uh, talking about all the things around the show, and yes. uh, maybe do our stupid uh, white people question. Uh, oh, well, I'm wearing my cargo shorts. <laughs> you are. That's right. <laughs> You're like I'm ready. Cool. I have dressed. You have the on part. socks too. Uh, oh God. Oh no, no they're, those aren't allowed. In I'm this not house. a hippie. <gasps> They are the best shoes ever. My husband oh. will not let me get a pair again. They are made by I, the Germans. I, I used to wear them when I was in high school. Yeah. And that was the last time I wore them. That's when he told me, he goes, remember how it felt because you will never wear them ever again. And I haven't been able to. But uh, It's too wet in Seattle, honestly, to wear Birkenstocks. They they really do not do very well in the wet. Yeah. Birkenstocks with toe socks. <laughs> <laughs> fire that is a fire out that's like sensory overload i just want to like yeet that into the sun like fuck that no yeah yeah all right so we should have i should make a jingle for this Uh, (laughs) right stupid white people questions ask ask a black girl (laughs) so uh things like why do you use lotion why do you like just like in the background yeah what what is cocoa butter (laughs) is coconut good for your skin um and i kind of this is I got into an argument with a guy on the internet, you know, like I do. Um, mm-hmm. But he was uh, he was being uh, homophobic and transphobic, and he, he well, it started out actually well, that he was laughing at someone saying that sex work is real work, yeah, basically. So, but anyway, the, I, so apropos to the but, conversation, but, true. But but then it went further, and then yes. he started being he started being homophobic, and I called him out on it. And he goes. I can't be homophobic. I have lots of friends in the community, which you also have heard, of course. Yeah. How can I be racist? A lot of my friends are black. <laughs> so, uh, and then you say, name them <laughs> and, and tell me how many. And I like, literally well, wrote it's... down, would your black friends call you a friend? <laughs> right. Have you been to their house? Have you eaten their macaroni and cheese? Oh, have that's the you... test right there. That facts like come on let's be let's be honest um <laughs> yeah 
I have a lot. Go ahead. I'll let you guys oh, yeah. take the floor because that's one of the ones that just irks me. So, yeah. And let's be real. Like, you can be a Black person and be racist mm-hmm. against Black people. You that's, can be yep. a gay person and be homophobic. Absolutely. Like, these things are not, bruh, it's not a defense just because you think you rock and you roll with a certain community that you don't commit offenses against them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Mm-hmm. It's the yeah. it's the whole argument um, where people think that by not being racist, that's enough. I'm not overtly yeah. racist, so therefore it's fine. Mm-hmm. But um, there's a whole movement that's really growing right now, which I really hope takes hold, where it's not racist versus not racist. It's racist versus anti-racist. And being actively anti-racist is anti-racist is the only way that you cannot be racist. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And everything that people do can either be put in those two categories. It's either racist and holding up racist ideas or it's anti-racist and trying to break down those racist ideas. Standing in front of the black protesters against the cops that are obviously there to gas you and do whatnot, that is taking action. That is taking a stand and can clearly say, I'm not racist. Portland, Um, wall of moms, wall of vets, all of these people who are standing in front of Black Lives Matter supporters because they were putting their white lives on the line. That's anti-racist. Yeah. And they don't change the narrative and go, but all lives matter. We know. Yeah. But right now, you know, the ones that don't change the, that narrative and, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, make it a, a, a tagline or a hashtag. That's not what it is. There's so much more to it than that. Um, it goes I, back I, to not seeing color, like we talked about yes. in another episode. It, it's like you're basically saying, I have a black friend. Therefore, everything that happens to every other black person doesn't matter because mm-hmm. my black friend says it's OK mm-hmm. or whatever. But yes. Yes. no, that's no. Yeah. No, just no. just plain like no no but no you're right and i and i love the movement that we see now because it's very reminiscent of the civil rights movement and there are tons of people who are you know who who are not black or who are not part of the struggle but they made themselves part of the struggle who rode buses to go see martin luther king speak who walked across you know the selma who did they they speak just as passionately as a, uh, a African-American or a black person that was around during that time. Not granddad who ran home to get his raincoat and everything, <laughs> but everybody else that stood there and they took the dogs and that, you know, and that's what you see now. And that's what we're going to need. And I have to say, I didn't get to say it earlier, but the fact that things are still going on in Seattle, mm-hmm. it makes me very happy and proud, but it also makes me very embarrassed of California because we, are not and we're one of the most powerful and populated states where every single night there should be something organized from the tip top of the state down to the bottom and that's it's not. Uh, that actually um so for our listeners at home before we started recording we were talking about something that happened tonight right before uh we started recording and that was the um uh, one of the many civil rights sagas that are basically happening right now in real time uh, are <clears throat> is the fact that there have never been protests that have stopped in Seattle, um, but the the organized autonomous cop free stuff that that's not happening. When the president says that Seattle is is and what what was it an anarchist paradise or whatever it was jurisdiction, um, jurisdiction. Yes, like what he <laughs> means is what the news is showing you, but what the news isn't mm-hmm. showing you 
is our city council voting to defund our police department by 50% a couple of months ago, followed by our um, our very centrist uh, Democratic uh, mayor um, vetoing that um, and, in fact, trying to increase funding to uh, the police in the area. But tonight, Can I just ask you really quick to explain what defunding exactly means or what I will just real city the, was, let me finish yeah, that sentence real quick, because uh, tonight yeah. the city council voted to um, to basically uphold their vote and uh, to bust her veto. And that's something that nobody expected the city council to do. And it was probably the first time that I can say many of those white people on that city council were actually anti-racist in their actions. So and now to now let's talk about defunding. So. When we say defund the police, what we mean is in the city of Seattle, more than half of the entire city's budget goes to the police department. That's billions of dollars. And at the same time, our fire departments lose money, our uh, our first responders of all kinds, um, you know, teachers, like I said, our pay is stagnant and our state has continually been in uh, contempt of court with actually paying for school things. Um, we have multiple bridges in the city that are falling apart we have very expensive mass transit that just keeps getting more and more bloated. Um, and at the same time, there have been proven accounts over and over and over again of misuse of the system by the Seattle Police Department officers who didn't live in the jurisdictions that they worked, which was against city charter, um, filing for egregious overtime. Basically, like there were like $500 billion worth of overtime paid out for no fucking reason. Like somebody would be on the phone seven minutes into an hour. It would count as an hour. Like it was so wow. fucking ridiculous. So defunding doesn't mean take all their money away. It means mm -hmm. cut their budget. And in Seattle, that really doesn't need to be what, what a lot of politicians have made it out to be. What the community wants is more money in healthcare, more money in social work, mm -hmm. uh, more more money in mental health, more money in first responders because those are not the police, uh, more money for outreach to the homeless uh, population, um, and that's actually an, a really big issue right now because all through the pandemic, Seattle police have been doing sweeps of homeless camps and making them like basically throwing away all their shit and making them move in the middle of a fucking pandemic. And we have open hotels all over the city that they won't let the homeless stay there because for God knows fucking why. So wow. our, 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 the people in this very, like I said earlier, uh, this is a very Republican city that likes to think itself liberal. We have mm. billionaires here. We have, um, Microsoft and Google and Facebook and, uh, uh, God, what else is around here? Nintendo and Boeing and I'm missing big ones, aren't I? And Costco. Yeah, we've got all of these major wow. companies that have their bases in and around our area. And these extremely rich people who live in like all around Lake Washington. Um, and yet our we have so many people on the verge of being evicted because they haven't been able to pay rent for the last six months. And I know lots of people who have had to have multiple jobs throughout the pandemic because even unemployment, like when the $600 went away, I had friends who could not pay for anything. 
because their rent took every cent that they got, every single cent. And they still owed money. Mm -hmm. Um, So the shit that's going on in Seattle is like I watch MSNBC and I watch CNN. And the only time I ever hear my city named is when something terrible is happening. Mm -hmm. So I know that's how how everybody sees it. I know that when the president says that we're, you know, falling into a pit of hell with no cops and, you know, all of that. I, I know that's because all that he's hearing is what the media is putting out there. And it's just not true. Well, he's helping to put out there. He is definitely helping yeah. to put out there. Yeah, well, he's helping Don't to put out there because, that. you know, it's a look over here, look over here mm-hmm. and not look at my fuck ups. Exactly. So, yeah, yeah. He's definitely that's... using it to further his agenda. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I just want people to be smarter than that. And yeah. unfortunately... And Portland's going through a lot of the same stuff, too, that Seattle's going through. Mm -hmm. They've actually, um, their their protests have been sustained ever since George Floyd. I do not believe there's been a single night in Portland that there wasn't uh, something that escalated, essentially. Um, And again, they're not they're not really bad anymore. So you're not seeing it on the news. You just every once in a while hear about something happening and, you know, it, it, it just, it breaks my heart how much is not being told to people. I wonder when I, when I think about news stuff that I'm absorbing, I wonder how much of that is actually true. And, you know, I spend a lot of time on Twitter looking for people who are actually in the areas that these things are happening and seeing what Mm. they say, because I can't trust the news anymore no and that's sad because that's what most people go to yep you know it's very natural for you to turn on the six o'clock news the 10 o'clock news or whatnot and the lack of responsibility mm-hmm. that the media shows now and the they have a hand in the divisiveness um of, of this country right now absolutely um, absolutely they they have to they yeah, you guys can't just pass the buck and say that we're just reporting the news. No, you're doing it, and you're doing it in a way that's not, um, that's uh, what is it? Subjective. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Biased. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Yes. So um, I don't see how anybody could in today's world could work on like a local news station or could work for any major thing other than Vice News. I feel like Vice News is probably the <laughs> realest and closest to. An unbiased uh, like reporting of what's going and on. What's the what was the the teen magazine that like Teen Vogue? Yeah, that shit is like they they <sighs> they get stories out there before I see those on mainstream news, and I fucking love that shit. Right, and TMZ, but unfortunately, TMZ you can't really trust TMZ because TMZ yeah. has done some shitty things. Like you yeah. know, and they want to tell outraged. the world They're, that someone's yeah. passed before you let their family know. I'm just right? saying, but. Yeah, Actually, I think uh, is, if uh, I remember it, Trump supporter. Mm, he is. Yes. yes, he is. He is. I don't yeah, want to hear Kobe about when you were lawyer. I don't give a him. shit. Now you're the host <laughs> of a pop. Co- like, shut up. I don't care. I don't care about when you were on fucking uh, people's court. You're not. So, yeah. He, yeah, it's uh, uh, I, I used to be see, a big fan, but I've, I've definitely the, the light has been shown. I've, I've come to the light on, on mm-hmm. TMZ in the last few years. So it's pretty sad, but yeah, people, the same way that do your due diligence and finding your right information. Mm-hmm. When you want to prove that you're not racist, don't say you have tons of black friends that you can't prove or you can't show pictures of or that you, 
you know, you, well, I mean, even you, if you can show pictures that I, I've got plenty of pictures of people that I'm pretty spats. sure were not happy they were in a picture with me. Right. You know, <laughs> some of my in-laws, I'm pretty sure, are not super happy that there's yeah. brown girl in the family. Yeah. But or even like your picture in Vegas and you just happen to get the black people in back of you. Right. And you're like, my friends. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, you're right. right. Yeah. So, yeah, I think um, I think it all comes down to are you actively trying to help the black community or are you trying to profit off of it? Are you trying mm-hmm. to get some benefit by having a black friend, by tokenizing the people that are around you and making them more of an object than an actual human being? Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's what it feels like as a black person when you are referred to as my black friend or, you know, something like that. It's 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 and dehumanizing. This is a. A big part of it, too. It's your reaction and your attitude. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I say shit that is prejudice, not on purpose. Never my intention ever. The other day I was talking with a girlfriend about our podcast and I mentioned like, oh, yeah, the captions will be great for the hearing impaired. And her sister-in-law works with the deaf com- community and her sister-in-law was there and she said, oh, like this is on Zoom. And she was like, oh, like, don't say hearing impaired, though. Um, they like to be referred to as deaf people, like hearing impaired is, we don't say that anymore. And I said, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. The end. So yep. when someone tells you oh. what you have Although, just said or done is, is racist or it. prejudice, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. You, your attitude should be one of, let me correct my behavior. I'm let glad that you shared sure. that though. Absolutely. I, I would, that. I would add I. to that though. It's not just, uh, people who are deaf who use closed captioning. I use it all the time because I don't process auditory language quickly. So mm. sometimes I cannot understand what is going on because yeah. it's just happening so fast. So there and there are a lot a lot of people who are starting to realize that that's actually something the reason why they zone out during TV shows or whatever is because they can't follow it because auditory processing is really difficult for a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so. that's why it's, I think it's great to be able to have people to determine what type of learner they are Yes, mm. early on without yeah. having to like figure it out later in life as an adult. Like, well, this is why um, oh, yeah, yeah. I think that if that was identified earlier, that would definitely, you know, change the education system and we'd see some improvement. So, yeah. yeah. Well, I look what we learn here, guys. We don't just come <laughs> on here to just talk. We, we're trying to teach. No, right. no, that's awesome. And we learn. All right. Well, does anybody have any other final thoughts that they want to give out tonight? I mean, I think I've shared enough. I've been talking <laughs> all night, so um, I'm really no, happy just, that we were able to have a lighthearted conversation, yeah. even when it was dipped into the kind of heavier stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I'm gonna give it out to Crystal, girl. Do you mm, and your yes, porn star girl. shirt and your cheek shorts? Um, running in those. We should all have a porn star shirt <sighs> and cheek shorts, ladies. Tap Some into of that. Us already do. Girl, look. I can't walk let me show you no my drawers. No. So sad. Uh, <laughs> hey, whole phases is okay as long as you are comfortable and it empowers you. The yoni is very powerful. We are goddesses. Yes. We're very powerful. So tap into that sometimes every now and again. Throw it around. See how it works. Um, <laughs> you know? So. <laughs> now I've got an image. Well, right. that note, <laughs> Don't take this the wrong way, but I need you to get the hell up out of here. Thanks for joining us again as we make our way through the trials and tribulations of the Freeman family. We hope to see you back again next week for Granddad's Fight. 
Want to know where to find us on the social medias or where to subscribe to the podcast? Just head right over to www.theboondockspod.com slash links. Have a stupid white people question you want to leave us? Email us at host at theboondockspod.com or leave us a voicemail at 760-933-8636. That's 760-WE3-UNDO. Shout out to the artists who've created our intro and outro tunes. Our intro is hashtag make a change by K-I-R-K. You can find them on Spotify, iTunes, and Tidal. Our outro is Good Times by Audio Binger. You can find them on freemusicarchive.org and YouTube.